Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today again. I hope you had a great day and uh, we'll have a great weekend ahead. Uh, Saturday, Sunday and I hope it's going to be a fantastic one for you. Uh, today we're going to do a little something. Uh, one of my listeners asked me a question and I thought I would do a podcast on it because it's very interesting. I had thought about it before in a different format and so I said well you know I, I, I will just put it as is. I haven't written anything on it or any uh, um, and produce anything on it but for my general knowledge. So the question was uh, do Christians th- uh, think of um, Hindus as pagans um, and my answer was yes uh, do and the second question was the second question was um, work uh, pagans of the Middle East um, and the Arab world bad the answer to him was no I said yes in the beginning by mistake but it, the answer is no. So there is no such thing as pagans. It's a narrative. It's a supremacist, ignorant narrative. Okay. So let's just start with uh, what is paganism. Okay. Uh, we'll go with the official um, interpretations and the official uh, information of what is out there. So pagan. Uh, is a person who holds religious beliefs other than the three world main religions. That's Judaism, uh, Christianity, and Islam. Okay, the, These three groups uh, consider themselves as religions, and they're not. They are feudal empires, rebranded as religions. Uh, and they are absolutely supremacist to the core. They are to the core, they are supremacists, they believe that I am the truth, the way, the life, or should I say they are the truth, the way, the life. God is coming only for them. God invented Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve is, um, you know, um, it, it was the first human being there. It's an absolutely ignorant ideology. It, it, you can believe in it if you want, but it's absolutely uh, supremacist to the core. And that's why you have so much violence in this world, because this world is become into an Abrahamic refugee factory. Um, they have conquered the world to con- conquest, rape, uh, murder, um, genocide, and they believe, and, and in order to keep their supremacist power, since they don't want to give it up, they have rebranded themselves as the world's main religions, and everyone else is a bunch of goons. Uh, so, so anyone who doesn't hold beliefs uh, other than the three world main religions is a pagan. That's point number one. The other word for them is heathen. Heathen means a negative derogatory word that means you are... It's another word for Dalit. Dalit means poor, uh, heathen, uh, pagan, idol, mushrik, uh, shirk. Um, And um, yes, Infidel. Infidel is another word. Atheist is a modern day word. Idolter, infidel, irreligious person. It could also, it's a derogatory word in Christianity, pagan, for someone who's non-Christian and believes in idols or uses idols. Um, it also um, could mean someone who is uh, polyistic. That means these three uh, supremacist groups, ideology, uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, uh, uh, believe themselves as the first mono, mono, monoistic religions in the world. Only the first. And there was never any such a great monoistic religions. Everyone else was a bunch of goons. Yet they have, uh, you know, uh, they've got 89.2 million refugees on the planet, 80%, 90% of which are refuge, uh, re- refugees coming or going from to Abrahamic countries. They, uh, they have a history in bloodbath but they cannot take their responsibility. So they have to brand them, rebrand themselves as, as the truth, the way, the life. Um, and uh, everyone else is pagan, infidel, atheist. And their ideology actually 
believes that anyone who doesn't believe in them is a pagan, is an idol, an atheist, not an atheist is a modern nice term, but pagan is a derogatory term, a heathen, someone who does not believe in God and someone who is going to go to hell. Um, there are some other um, interpretations of pagans. Pagan, a, a pagan, that means an, uh, someone who doesn't believe in this uh, Abrahamic ideology, uh, is someone of the previous civilization, that means the Vedic civilization, Buddhist, Dharmic religions, Incas, the Mayas, and we believe uh, and, and from these ancient civilizations before these feudal uh, colonial Abrahamic religions, we believe that nature is sacred and that the natural cycles of birth and growth and death observed in this world around us carry profoundly spiritual meanings because we're in the cosmos, the cosmos is connected. We are metaphysical energy, um, electromagnetic energy field and this energy fields, uh, field works in frequencies and these frequencies work in cycles, uh, currents and waves and that's really who we are. Uh, we are just uh, the physical uh, human beings and, and our flesh uh, is just um, a part of nature, it's just a physical part, but it doesn't control nature. Uh, along with everything on the planet, air, animals, trees, stones, plants, anything animate and inanimate is all part of nature. It's part of the cycle of nature, birth, rebirth, um, you know, uh, just like the sun has to set for the sun to rise, uh, you can't say the sun is beautiful uh, if it, only in the day it has to set, it's part of the sun, it's the cycle of the sun. So anyone from these groups who believe in these uh, ancient um, ideologies, or which were actually sciences, uh, are called pagans because they do not believe in the um, Abrahamic genocidal uh, ignorance, as I like to call it, because I'm an ex-Christian, uh, and I apologize for being so straightforward, or like I used to say, like I still say, their Abrahamic colonial arrogance and their hangover. So anyone who doesn't believe in that is a pagan. Okay, it's a narrative. It's not a real thing. It's a narrative. Okay. Um, so who are considered pagans? Uh, pagans are broadly defined as anyone who believe involved in religious practice other than uh, or ceremony, which is not Christian. Okay. Um, not Christian, it's a, a very Christian term, but in Islam you have kufar, mushrik, it's the same thing, kufar, mushrik, in Hebrew you have dalit, dalit is a Hebrew term, we think dalit is, is, is uh, Hindu, it's not, it's a Hebrew term, and they also have Gentile, that is also, um, that is also, um, uh, a Hebrew term for, from Judaism and basically it's that's what a pagan is and it's come down to these three religions and they are not uh, these three supremacist ideologies consider everyone who doesn't submit to them and as they submit because they are the total authority um, they are pagans or idolaters and they're all going to hell so anytime they don't like you you don't give them their, pow their power, you don't put money in their pocket, you, they do not step on you, they cannot use you, they cannot, uh, under they, they cannot use you for, for, for uh, totalitarian power and supremacist ignorance, they call you a pagan in whichever format they want to call you. So you consider a pagan if you don't believe in a religion or you worship more than one god. The original pagans were followers of ancient religions that worship several gods, poly, polyistic. Today, pagan is used to describe someone who doesn't go to a synagogue, a church, or a mosque. So if you do not go to any of these uh, institutions, you do not follow them, you do not put money in their pocket, you do not allow them to occupy rent-free space in your mind, you are a pagan, a heretic, an infidel. And it is a very derogatory term, um, and guess what? It exists. Uh, it is there in all three uh, books, the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the, uh, um, yeah, the Old Testament, the New Testament, uh, the, the 
the Quran, but they use different words for it, obviously. They don't use the same word. Um, I'm trying to find it in the Bible. I'm, I'm doing a quick search and I can't seem to find it, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it does, it does exist. Um, now, I, I'm just laughing to myself. Uh, again, we have to make a distinction between Christians and Christianity, okay? Because Christianity is the I ideology. Judaism is the ideology. It's not about, uh, we're not talking about Jews. Uh, Islam is an ideology. It's not about Muslims, okay? So very important to understand that when we are born, we are, um, when we are born, we are um, indoctrinated with the ideology and forced to believe in it. Okay, we're absolutely forced to believe in it. And because we're forced to believe in it, we're called Christians and we have to follow this. But doesn't mean that we all like it or we all agree with it. Okay. Um, so I may be a Christian. I give you an example. I'm a, say I was brought up a Christian. I was indoctrinated with this ideology. But doesn't mean I have to believe in it. Okay. Okay. Uh, but this is the split personality that they indoctrinate into you. Here's the problem. We are all magnetic field. We are all attached to each other. Our frequencies are, are sound waves and our sound waves move, move in constant motion. It never stops. You, you can see the sunlight. You can look at, take a binoc take binoculars, take a, a telescope and you, and you look find through to the to the waves of the sky of of the of space and you see frequencies and they're moving so it never stops we're always accumulating data and we have to offload data so we're all attached to each other okay um so humanly um by way of species we all we're connected to each other. We all dependent on each other. We all look out for each other. That's the cycle of life. We are cyclic, currents and waves. We belong to the same ocean, and because we belong to the same ocean, we are humanly our our, um, our default settings is to help each other, to believe in each other, and to to. Um, uh, uh, to help each other and connect it to each other to make sure that the other is is okay just as like you are okay because the next time someone comes you, you are in problem someone will help you but that's natural you don't even have to ask for it so if you have an accident on the road and, and someone uh, and there's an accident everyone will go to help doesn't matter what your ideology is okay because that's the human nature that is the nature of the species of life it really doesn't matter if you have a label or doesn't you don't have a label this being said, these ideologies who give you labels, who give you us versus them, we are different from the other, they're absolutely ignorant. They try and indoctrinate you to play the divide and rule, a separatist agenda they are. They don't understand when we are all we are all currents and waves, we belong to the same ocean. We, they don't understand energy. They are feudal uh, um empires they talk about religion they talk about uh they talk about ideology and multiculturalism but in reality they want to separate this agenda they want to separate you from the person next to you so that they can control your mind and they can control economics around you so they are the ones who put this ideology in it and people who have this ideology have split personality so you can have half the planet having the split ideology because our, our default settings are made to to be together with everyone, to, to live together, to work together, uh, to heal together, to help one another. Um, but then there's always this background music, as we say, that's always playing out in your mind because they are so indoctrinated, it's in your DNA. Uh, you know, pagan, 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 heretic, pagan, kufar, pagan, heretic, pagan. Uh, and this background music. So when you don't, even if you're uh, you're nice to someone, in your mind, in the back of the mind, there's something going on. Oh, he's pagan. He's second class. He's degrading. He's degraded. He's ignorant. He's going to hell. He's going to hell. Oh, I don't care about him. He's going to hell. There's always this background music, and it keeps you back. It keeps you back, uh, and keeps you. Um, 
on a plantation and doesn't let you evolve. They keep you in a negative state of mind, inferior, because you're always based on negative energy that is contradictory to your metaphysical, because your metaphysical is flowing and, it, and, and there's force behind it. You keep putting negative energy, you're going to have, you're going to sink to the bottom of the ocean. And that's why they have so much violence, but they do not want to understand, they do not want to accept it because they're absolutely ignorant. So, uh, for example, I'll give you my example. Okay, uh, I grew up being a Christian, Roman Catholic, uh, and I had friends, we, we, we had friends who were Muslims, Christians, Sikhs, we played hockey together, sports together, cricket together on the road. We never thought twice about it. Uh, but at the back of my mind, even in school, I would always say, think to my person sitting next to me and say, well, you know, she's Hindu, she's going to hell anyway. This, this back of my mind is there, and it would always be questioned, oh, well, what does she know? She's a Hindu, she's going to hell. So imagine going to class, going to school. Um, we were state school, and they taught religion. They had a religion class. Christians had to be uh, isolated for Christian class, uh, religion class. It was twice a week, I think, and they kept one, kept, uh, they had a separate class for Christians and separate class for non-Christians. And non-Christians, they thought social, what, social science or community science, something like that, I don't know. But Christians, they, they took us aside, and I don't know if this was paid by the state because it was a state school, and um, they were not supposed to do it, but they still did it. They still had a religious class, and this religious class, they indoctrinated us with Christianity. Now, in this Christian class, they would tell you, "Oh, we are going to heaven. Jesus is going to. Jesus is the only God. Jesus is the only Savior. He's the Son of God. He's taking you to heaven. You have to believe in Him. You have to kneel down. You have to believe in Him. Believe in Him. Indoctrinate you. And all those who don't believe in Jesus Christ are going to hell. All those who don't go to believe in Christ, don't follow Him, don't suffer like Him, are going to hell. We must suffer. Suffer, little children, because ours is the kingdom of heaven." And you come back to class and you're sitting next to a Hindu and she's your friend. You don't think about it. But can you imagine what you're thinking in your mind? What well, she's going to hell. You've just been indoctrinated that you're going to heaven. And if you don't believe in God, you're going to hell. So the person sitting next to you, do you really think that, uh, you know, she's your friend. She's helping you with your homework. You're sitting together. Um... And um, you're sitting together, basically. Uh, you're helping one each other. And then they say, well, I'm going to, uh, you know, in the back of your mind, you're going to hell. She's going to hell. So it, it's really conflicting in your mind for, for people with this ideology. One side, you have to live in the real world. Your body, your, your psychic, your mentality is, is, is forcing you to go as, as a cycle, as a current and wave, and go through life just like everyone else. Uh, balance the electromagnetic field, help one another, um, connect with each other. And this is the nature, our default settings. On the other side, you're being indoctrinated that you have to believe in, in your, that your neighbor is going to hell and she's a heretic, she's a pagan. We don't use the word pagan anymore in, in India. We use the word uh, polyistic or caste. So when we say caste in India, uh, very often it means pagan, it means infidel, it, may, it means people with thousands of gods, and that's what Christians say in India. Oh, um, um, you know, uh, they say, oh, well, Hindus believe in thousands and millions of gods. They've got all these gods. They don't even know what they're saying, what they're doing. They're bloody stupid. That That is the thing. That is the, the main ideology. And in front, they can't say it to you on your face. So in front, they'll say, yes, yes, we respect all religions. Uh, it's a scam. It's an absolute scam. That is why you have people leaving today. Millions of us are leaving because as third generation educated people, we cannot take this anymore. We're like, right. So the armed forces are protecting us uh, with their lives on the line. Um, they're giving up their lives. The children are making their sacrifice. The children will never see their fathers if they're killed, mothers if they're killed. Then their mothers and, and fathers will not see their sons. Their sons are making the utmost sacrifice, um, big, big sacrifices. The police are putting their lives on the line for us. Um, you know, um, the, the farmers are making the food, uh, growing the crop. Uh, the uh, shopkeepers are, are not Christian and they are 
they are um, they're, they're providing goods and services uh, the, the the Hindus are building you know the non-christians believing building the roads um, the, the the big uh, skyscrapers the big build the bridges and I'm going to heaven I'm going to call him pig and I'm going to heaven so you know it, it's such an ignorant ideology it's that's why we're leaving that's why the bulk of Europe has left and because Europe has left uh, they're becoming agnostic they are becoming more and more scientific and that's why they've achieved so much in the world but every time you sink with this ideology you do not get over the status quo and and automatically you sink to the bottom you will you, you don't in the long run produce anything that is superlative okay maybe in the in the short time in the short term in a uh, hundred years or should two generations the third generation you will sink uh, because it, it just you're like currents and waves you you cannot rise up of the status quo with this negative ideology negative energy and this us versus them the divide um and christianity is lying when they say that they do not think of hindus as as pagans they do we just have different terms for it in, in different parts of the world so in india we will not say hindu we will pagan we will say oh caste oh dalit it, it means it's a general word that's derogatory that means someone who is uh, ignorant someone is stupid someone who's going to hell someone is uh, an idolater, someone who is absolutely ignorant, doesn't know whether he's coming or going. And that's why they don't like Narendra Modi, because Narendra Modi does not believe in the supremacist ideology of uh, Abrahamic religions. And whether it's Christianity, whether it's Judaism, or whether it's Islam, they all believe in the same thing, actually. So you understand when they say, um, they say oh, Narendra Modi is a fascist, why? Because they actually believe he's a pagan. They actually believe he's a pagan, and the three groups, uh, not Israel anymore, because Israel needs the Israel needs um, uh, India today. But I can guarantee you, um, you know, Jews and, and and our ancestors were Jews because a lot of Jews fled from the Middle East. Fled, 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 and reached the Indian subcontinent because it was it was a very rich land, and they came to the Indian subcontinent, uh, and and a real line gave up their old ideologies and became Hindus and became what we call today as Hindus, and that's why a lot of us have ancestry going back to the Abrahamic Jews and and Aramaic people who fled the Middle East, and that's the base a lot of us have that that mentality still in us that abrahamic mentality that hasn't gone and we've just rebranded and rebranded it and that's why we we cannot connect with anything we're so lost but in reality a lot of these people fled because this is absolutely ignorant an ideology it still is uh, and a lot of the the social Marxist groups, the communist groups, the liberals who consider themselves so liberal, so ex so inclusive, believing in everything possible, they are absolutely behind the uh, behind the the camera, behind the uh, should I say not camera, behind the curtain, absolute um, supremacist, and the bulk of it is uh, Christian groups. The bulk of it is. Um, uh, the bulk of it is a Muslim groups who believe that Hindus are uh, uh, are pagans, are uh, kufa. They cannot say it today, so the modern word is fascist. So they call they've been calling Hindus fascists for so long. All they've done is that the label has changed. So before it's to be Gentile, uh, then you had um, then you had uh, pagans, uh, then you had um, Kufar, today Kufar, instead of calling people Kufar, you, they call you Islamophobes. So that's just a new word of, of calling the same thing. The mentality hasn't changed. So they believe that you have to look up to them. Uh, you, um, They have to look down at you because you're third class. You don't have a god. You're just an animal worshipper, a stone worshipper. Uh, we are indoctrinated to be uh, supremacists and, and not agree with you. Uh, we are indoctrinated to look at you at low class people, low caste people. And if you question them, they'll say they'll give you a nice word and say, see, no, we believe in peace for everyone. We believe in peace and we don't believe in converting. Only if you want to, that's an absolute lie and a scam. 
in reality behind the scenes this respect for all religions does not exist and that is why my friends as a third uh, generation we are saying no enough is enough as Christians as Muslims as Jews we are saying enough we are leaving we are leaving it's enough we don't need this ignorance anymore I prefer to be a human being uh, then believe in this ignorance calling someone a uh, slur of words just just imagine just for a moment imagine okay uh, I've spoken about this before they believe in the one and true God the real God the creator the the, the creator of heaven and earth okay and he is so he, he is so great he made heaven he made earth he made the cosmos he made the planets he made everything but he couldn't convert, he, he, he even made the species of life. He made us, he made the human beings. But yet he cannot convince us to believe in him. He needs to call us idolaters, he needs to call us pagans, he needs to call us uh, filthy names, derogatory names. Is this a god? Or this is a humbug, uh, uh, absolute ignorant, uh, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Okay? I mean, you made the heavens and earth, you have made the sun, the moon, the stars, but you need a book to convince human beings who you have made that they are pagans, they are going to hell, and you need some pedophile priests, some religious empires, colonial empires, with colonial arrogance to tell, to, to convince them um, that their slavery, their pedophilia, their genocide, uh, their ignorance, uh, is better than their idolaters and that the, the these people of 3,000 years with a bloodbath of history fighting a way to glory is is actually the ones who are going to heaven and you who believe that all of nature is one with just different formats we are pagans we are idolaters so you see Christians are leaving Muslims are leaving They're the ex-Christian the ex-Muslim movement is growing it is, uh, it's, it's an exodus. It's an exodus, my friend. We cannot talk about it, but in reality, uh, we are leaving because this is absolutely ignorance. I do not want to call people name. I don't care how you are, who you are, where you come from. I don't even want to give you a label. Your label, I don't see you as a label. I see people as energy fields. You are an energy field, and your energy field was attracted to my energy field. And if I'm at peace with myself, I will be at peace with the others. I will only attract people who are mirror images of who I am because I'm a magnetic field. I'm a magnetic field and I attract people who are mirror images of who I am. So if I'm uh, attracting negativity, it's because I'm negative. I have to change myself. It's my currents that form the waves because we are currents and waves. We are cymatic frequencies and we move in currents and waves. And, and this is what the supremacist groups ideologues of uh, Judaism, Christian, Christianity and, and, and uh, uh, Islam believe in, but you cannot tell them because they are, they, they, they are the truth, the way their life. What can I say? Uh, just let me read you some quick important uh, notes on paganism. European paganism uh, okay, was, or should I say, European civilization, because there is no such thing as paganism. This concept of paganism is a narrative instituted by the church in Europe, okay, uh, and coming from the Middle East. It came from the Middle East uh, and went to Europe. And these civilizations were wiped out by Christianity uh, and Islam, from the Middle East, Judaism. But, um, yes, so there were ancient civilizations like the Mynenian civilization, the Greek civilization, the Roman civilization. They were wiped out. So they, these these groups were exterminated, uh, and these groups were called pagans by Christianity. But in reality, it's Christian Christianity that's pagan. The result was more thorough than in the case of the partial Islamization of South Asia, far but far less violent. Initially, Christians were a small and vulnerable community in the mighty Roman Empire. They had no real option but to adapt to the prevailing religious pluralism. Pure, and to the law of the land okay so Europe was pluralistic before this this ideology this supremacist ideology of Christianity came they had no separate system of laws like Islam and ancient Judaism so they did have a law system to impose and could leave society intact with all their subverting its religion rather than overthrowing a, a polity 
they choose to work through its established authorities. All conversions were welcome, but the most promising ones were those of the king and his confidence. So in Rome, the conversion of the Emperor Constantine changed history, turning a minority religion, uh, ideology, because it was not a religion back then, into an official ideology, ultimately the only permitted religion. So the moment Christianity took over, it became exclusive and you had to follow it. It's very much like Islam today. The moment Islam takes over, you have to follow it. You absolutely have to follow it, otherwise you'll get killed. This is this blasphemy thing and all. What do you think it, it is? It's, it's every time it enters a land, it says, oh no, I respect your religion, you respect my religion. They'll show you one line from the Quran um, and say no to each is own. But the moment they are, the moment they are uh, um, a majority, boom, go, you're killed. It's over. You either follow us or get out. And that's, this is exactly what Christianity was when it, when it was in Europe 2,000 years ago. So uh, in the case of England, for example, Pope Gregory the Great, I don't know if he was great, but anyway, uh, decided on a mass conversion after he saw some handsome young British slaves at the slave market in Christian Rome. Um... A modern line of apologetics is that Christianity was disliked by the elites because it wanted to abolish slavery. Not true at all, though it is it true though it limited slave taking to the uh, remaining pagan population. The nearest were the Balkan Slavs, and this is the, where you get the word slave from, Slav, Slavic. Hence the word slave. Okay, uh, so. Pope Gregory sent his missionaries to work among the British elite and the royal court. Once enough of them were converted, or were at least turned favorable to the missionary effort, they in turn loaded the dice in the favor of Christianity. Part of the deal in many countries concerned what was that the church would support the king against unsubmissive nobles. Uh, thus encouraging the centralization of power or champion and ambitions of whichever nobles were most amendable to accepting the Christian message. Um, a very powerful factor was the monopoly on education. That means they destroyed the native education and they took it over and put their name on it, uh, which, um, which the first monasteries came to enjoy. This must ring a bell among present-day Hindus considering that the role of Jesuits and other Christian schools among the Indian elite. Another was the prestige of the Roman Empire as the most civilized and more advanced than what the pagans could muster. Before and during the conquest of the Roman Empire by the Goths, they embraced Christianity, thinking this was an integral part in their advancement. The Romans, for instance, built in stone rather than wood, counted as an impressive and innovation, but had nothing to do with Christianity. A similar thing is seen today. Chinese and Koreans who migrate to the United States became Protestants overnight because they assume that this is a central element in becoming real American. Among some Indian tribes, native in, uh, Indians, modern medicine passes as Jesus medicine, um, meaning the medicine coming from the same West as the missionaries. Though Jesus himself was an old-fashioned faith healer who never used medicine. Um, so Christianity uh, profited and still profits maximally from merit of association. So Christianity and Islam also are very clever okay? because they do this all the time. Uh, I'll explain what I'm saying. They outwitted their opponents, both Christianity and, and Islam, just as they were out, they're outwitting the Hindus today. Thus, in the conversion of the masses, they made it a point not to destroy existing shrines and replace the central god statue with the crucifix. Uh, but otherwise, they allowed the masses to keep on visiting the old shrine so that they would gradually attach to Jesus the aura of sacredness and they use to, th that they used to associate with their own gods. Many cathedrals, most cathedrals, should I say, in Europe, all these ancient European cathedrals were actually 
uh, huge temples and monuments built by the Romans. They were Roman structures. And all they did was add to it all these huge churches. They had one point um, uh, temples, Roman temples. Um, and if you see, I've spoken about this before, if you see supports on the outside, like the Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, like the Bon Jesus Church in Goa, if you see supports on the outside of a church, it means it, it was un, uh, it was 100% an ancient uh, temple. All they did was added supports and increased it. So they, they took over uh, Christ, uh, the Roman Empire, and the Roman Empire became Christian. All they did was remove the deity of the Roman Empire, put the crucifix, put Jesus' figure there, and gradually they, they tried to attach Jesus to the aura of sacredness. That means the old congregation still kept going to the same temples. But now, instead of calling it temples, they were calling it churches, or in ancient Latin, ecclesia. Uh, which was the Latin is the Roman language of Rome. So they kept even the same language. They kept the same language, the language of Rome, Latin. Latin became the language of the church and became a sacred language. But why is it so sacred? Jesus never spoke it. God it didn't come from God. It was a language of the, of the, of the land of the Roman Empire. So if they took the Roman Empire then became Christian, they continued with the same language. And that language became sacred because they attached Jesus to it. So the people just kept doing the same thing. Their mindset kept uh, understanding the same syllables. The same syllables, when you hear the same syllables all the time, you don't see the difference. You may change the label on the top, but the mentality is still the same. Because like I say, it's not the mentality that defines the label. It is the label. Uh, it's sorry. It's not the label that defines the mentality. It's the mentality that defines the label. If you keep, if you change the label, but the mentality is the same, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. They took these old monuments from the from the Romans. Uh, in their language, they changed the deities of the old shrine. They put Jesus, attached an aura of sacredness to him, and associated them, the old deities, with uh, Christian uh, figurines and saints, and they had saints. So instead of having Roman deities, they have saints, thousands of saints, and they blame others as pagans. So they're doing exactly the same as their Roman ancestors, as pre-Christian ancestors. The only thing is because they wanted power in their hands, they wanted to control power, so you change the label. The moment you control, the, the moment you change the label and you give them a narrative that suits your agenda, you become the boss and they become sub subservient. And that's how Christianity and even Islam did it. We say very often the, the concept of Hajj is pre-Islamic. Uh, the concept of uh, Umrah is pre-Islamic. The the Kaaba was pre-Islamic, uh, but they very clearly just changed the label, and now they they're doing exactly the same thing. Sim similarly on the Indian subcontinent, a lot of these temples built before um, before uh, the the 19th the 20th century are actually mosques. Should I say all mosques actually temples? So you, very often you see a, a, an old, uh, a mosque and you say, oh, this is such a beautiful mosque. And you go inside and you see ancient uh, Hindu carvings. You see like the Gyanwapi mosque. You see Hindu carvings. You see the Taj Mahal. You see Hindu carvings, Hindu paintings, Hindu designs. Why? All they, they, they took over. The, the, the empire takes over the old monument, buys it off or um, not only did they buy it off, or they, uh, they change the label, they replace the old deities um, with their deity or their, their uh, Allah, uh, whatever sign they want, with, uh, with uh, the mihrab, um, um, yeah, and the mihrab, and, um, and the sign and the, and the angle to pay to Mecca, uh, I don't know what it's called anymore, and they, they, they bow down and pray at an angle uh, that they have to face. Uh, Qibla, sorry, the Qibla. So they, they replace it with the Qibla towards uh, Mecca. And there you go. They'll remove all the idols. They'll remove, they'll change some uh, paintings on the wall, uh, some idols on the wall. But they can't remove everything. Uh, they just camouflage it. And then they use it as a, as a, um, 
as a new mosque. And people keep thinking uh, that they are still praying to the old ideology, that the old, they, they don't, their mind doesn't understand, they're still praying to the old ideology. And uh, the old uh, way of life, all they've done is changed uh, the label. They've attached a new sacredness to their own ideology, and here we go. So they don't understand what they're doing, they're just repeating the same thing. The label has changed, but the mentality is not. And this is exactly um, and this is exactly what is going on, what happened in Christianity. So it's actually pagan. They've just rebranded the pagan from... Um, they've rebranded the pagan, so to speak, uh, and, and put their own label on it. But And then they said, everyone who's pagan is going to hell. So um, Christianity adopted holidays, celebrations, but gave them a great new Christian meaning. They turned all gods into Christian saints. They Christianized the procession, uh, originally triumphed uh, or ensured the triumph uh, march over the pagan god. Uh, they display in their streets the sacred wafer. You know the host when you go to church in the Catholic church, they give you a wafer at the end. Uh, that's called the host. Um, and it represents Jesus. They accommodate the idea of pilgrimage, mostly... Uh, to a relic or saint of Jesus, uh, or Jesus, even though the Christian view made nonsense of this idea that you can go on a pilgrimage to an omnipresent one. Like today in India, they use inculturation as a mission strategy. Uh, do you remember the word mission? I told you about it yesterday or day before yesterday. And it worked. At the elite level, the pagan religion disappeared. It is common nowadays to prevail in the injustice of Jews because they forced to live. They were forced to live in ghettos, but the Jews were at least tolerated as standing witness to the truth of the Old Testament. By contrast, they were not even ghettos for worshippers of Zeus, Venus, and the Roman deities. Um, so, um, so the fabled secret traditions of the Druids in Europe were killed off by Christianity and remain forever unknown, but many popular practices and indeed also superstitions have survived till recently. The Middle Ages, true Christian, uh, though Christian at the elite level, saw the survival of numerous pagan institutions and practices, especially among the rural folk. Um, uh, and they were called a uh, heathen. Uh, Latin pagan or Germanic heathen, um, which is the term for derogatory term for rustic old uh, going to hell. It's the same thing as pagan. Uh, the Reformation movement in the 16th century delivered a body blow off to the remaining pagan uh, cultures, at, as the Protestants started weeding out everything that was not biblical, while, while the Catholics saw themselves forced to purify Catholicism and eliminate a number of practices that had come as compromises to, the, to paganism. Okay? The final blow was the Industrial Revolution, uh, which saw the rise of anti-religious mentality. It hurt European Christianity badly, but it also flushed out remaining pagan practices from the common people. So Christianization was mostly affected through subservience, subserv, sub, sub, sorry about that, subversion and mass psychology. Instances of the threat of violence included false baptism and threats to the, the by the kings um, of Europe uh, to adopt Christianity. Instances of effective violence included lynching of the Neoplatonist scholar uh, and slaughter of thousands of Saxon nobles by Charlemagne. So they, they, these same Europeans and, and Islamists today who call Hindu lynchistan, uh, India lynchistan, they call this. And all, the, all these uh, secular liberals who say lynchistan, 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 um, let me tell you, there was a lot of lynching in in Europe going on in the in in the even in the 16th and 17th century. It in, it still goes on in the Islamic world, and it went on in India also in Goa. Uh, these and it still goes on in our homes. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, but it still goes on in our homes. In our homes, if you do not submit to Christianity of the Church of the modern day Church, the Church indoctrinates your parents to beat you. 
lynch you with bills. Uh, my parents lynched us with bills, lynched, lynched, lynched us, uh, beat the crap out of us because we refused to accept their ignorance of Christianity. And I was, um, I was one of them. Uh, uh, they made us kneel. They made us suffer. They said, you must suffer because Jesus died on the cross for you. So you must understand the suffering of, of Christ. That's how they put it to you. You must understand the suffering of Christ. So you have to suffer. And then when, when you have lynching on the streets, you ask them, why do you have lynching on the streets? Because the violence in the streets is an, ex an extension of the violence in your homes. You stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. You stop the violence in your streets, you will stop the violence at your borders. But these religions who consider anyone who does not submit to them as heretics and pagans do everything to lynch you at home. And this comes from ancient, ancient practices of lynching pagans, non-believers, people who do not believe in the supremacy of this ideology, lynching them to make them break their spirit and make them submit to the authority of this godforsaken uh, arrogance um, but today these same people are calling Hindus as lynchistan can you believe it yes yes my dear friends yes these are the same people calling Hindus as lynchistan these are the pagans of Christianity and the so-called kufar calling uh, supremacist of Islam now, I apologize if this hurts you, but it is a fact. This is an absolute fact. It is not a go-between. It is not a, it is a fact on the street. It is a fact in our homes. It goes on in every single home. And you have to submit in silence and be inferior um, because it is what it is. Um, so Christianization, sorry, uh, the Christian... Um, there were small affairs of wars between Catholics and Christian heretics, such as the 5th, 6th century between the Byzantine Catholics and the Gothic Arians. Um, I think the Gothic Arians did not believe in the Trinity. Oh, I should do another podcast on Trinity, that reminds me. And in the 17th century, the 30 years war between Catholics and Protestants. One serious case of Christian holy war against the pagans was the subjection of the Baltic area by the Teutonic order in the 13th-14th century. Well, that was after Christians had developed the concept of the Crusades, mirroring the old Islamic Jihad. Um, so the practical impact of this assessment is that it won't get you very far to remind your audience of the violent element of Christian history, such as the burning of maybe 50,000 witches in the 16th, 17th century. Um, that violence was certainly there, but not enough to explain Christianity's conquest of Europe, Middle East, and North Africa. Even the Native Americans who do so uh, much to the reproach of the Christians for uh, and, and who turn Christians in big numbers. Um, so yes, my friends, this is Christianity and their beautiful paganism uh, for you. Um, I will post this. It comes from India Facts. Um, and I will post this on uh, my my Facebook page if you want to, if you want to go through it. Uh, but where does the concept of pagans or idolaters come from? Okay, I will just go through it very quickly you because I already have mentioned to it but I will attach this to this podcast so that you can link it okay like I said and I always say uh, the entire um, belt from from uh, North Africa not North Africa uh, Western Sahara that is on the uh, western side the westernmost uh, country of um, of North Africa so um, you have Western Sahara, Morocco, Algeria, and all those, uh, North Africa, and all that belt, all the way up to uh, Japan. This was a Vedic belt, my dear friend, okay? A Vedic belt, and it was a Vedic land from one end to the other end. And the only Vedic land that is now left, or whatever reminiscence of it, because we've still got a very Abrahamic mentality, is India. Okay, uh, minus the uh, relics of colonial empires and the, and the communist and and uh, communist and the Marxist. Um, so yes, um, we are a Vedic land, and this was a Vedic belt. Now, in the Ved, the Vedas is about um, knowledge. Okay, 
follow me what I'm trying to say, take down notes. The Vedas is about knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of astronomy. Okay, because we are the cosmos. We are the cosmos. We roam in cycles, in currents and waves. Okay, and we are frequencies, and our frequencies are all, always depend on on the axis of the planet because we are an electromagnetic planet. We are an electromagnetic cosmos. Electromagnetism is what's holding this entire massive cosmos together and our galaxies. So we are a photosynthesis and a metamorphosis of the cosmos, of the electromagnetic cosmos. So we are always aligned to the to the axis of the planet. But the axis of the planet, uh, so should I say the, the magnetic poles of the planet, the magnetic poles of the planet is always shifting 25 kilometers a year. Okay, you take a magnet and you can see it moving. Now you have uh, geographical poles of the planet which are stationary, but you have magnetic poles which are moving. And you move with this pole, this, uh, this, uh, your act, your, your acts of your body moves with these uh, electromagnetic poles because you're always aligned to them automatically like a magnet. We are magnets and we will move, we will align ourselves. But if we know where this uh, with these poles of the of our planet is, we can't see it because it's magnetic energy. If we know where it is and we align ourselves uh, consciously above, over and above the subconscious, because our subconscious is magnetic energy aligned to the axe, uh, aligned to the magnetic poles. That is the ninety percent of us. If we know where it is, our conscious mind, the little ten percent, the tip of the iceberg that is left. That too can be aligned and you will wipe out the turbulence in your body because the turbulence comes from your magnetic field. If your magnetic field is not aligned, then you'll have turbulence. So if you know your subconscious and your conscious mind and your body will also align and there will be no, no turbulence. And that alignment is called yagna. Yagna in Sanskrit. So we always have to be aligned. Very important. Now, what we don't, what we need to understand is that we don't know how how to find the magnetic poles. Today we have magnets, we have computers, we have all types of technological gadgets out there. But in the olden days, they used the animals because the animals and every species of life is the same. Is also aligned to the magnetic poles. The the most important animal that's aligned to these poles is called the cow. We know what the cow is, the holy cow. There's a reason for that. Why is the cow so holy? Because the cow, after it sits down, after grazing, automatically sits in the direction of the magnetic poles, my friend. Automatically. You don't have to tell it. Except if they're huge, these, uh, you know, electric wires around the place, these huge electric uh, uh, poles and these electric towers around the place, then it doesn't do it, okay, because it interferes with its magnetic field. But a cow, every time it sits down after grazing, sits in the direction of the magnetic poles of the planet. So when it sits down, if you align yourself in the direction of the poles, in the direction of the cow, you will... Uh, you will you will align and you will offload the turbulence. It's very much like a radio. You're searching for your channel. You're searching for 92.5 FM. How do you do it? You 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 play with the the switch, the button. You turn it, turn it, turn it until you get to that to that frequency. Now today we program it with computers, uh, but before we used to turn the knob. Now, until you get it, you hear grish, 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 all that goes on, right? If I'm having a podcast and I have, like, my two podcasts ago, um, I had a problem with the audio, and you could hear a sound in between, grish, 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 that's because there was there was disturbance in the frequency. And when there's disturbance, you cannot hear correctly. You have problems to hear the podcast. You have problems to hear the, the FM radio. That in human terms, is violence because we are also frequencies. We have to be tuned. We have to be aligned. And until we find that alignment, that makes us turbulent. That turbulence is called violence. So people who are violent are people who are unaligned. They don't have the frequencies aligned correctly. And they always end up in violence. So you have to know where the cow where the cow sits or how the cow sits. And once you know how the cow sits, you align yourself. And guess what? 
the turbulence is, re is reduced to the maximum. Now, when about 8,000 years ago, the Middle East, the, the axis of the planet changed because the, uh, the planet is always uh, circumambulating. Um, the planet is, all, is cyclic and it moves. Um, it takes 25,000, it, it goes round and round, and it takes 25,920 years to move. Uh, the planet will move, uh, will um, circulate, uh, circumambulate uh, around the axe. And uh, at one point, the, the position where the sun hits the earth moves, uh, it changes. 9,000 years, sorry, 8,000 years ago, it changed and it hit the Middle East. So that entire zone became, uh, that entire zone became arid desert. There was a civilization here before, from the Sahara, from Western Sahara to Japan, there was a civilization, but that got wiped out in the span of 2,000 years, uh, sorry, 200 years, um, and that then became desert. So all of, all, now the civilization is gone. The people, the people moved away, but slowly by slowly they came back and they formed, they rehabilitated themselves and started living in this land, uh, getting used to a different type of life. The civilization was not there anymore. And they, they, they remembered the past, but not the stories. They probably lost it during, through the generation. So the stories, the, the science became stories, became fables, but the science was gone. They forgot the science. And they started building, instead of having a live cow, they started building stone cows. They started building stone cows and stone idols. And they started worshipping the idols. But they forgot the science behind it. Because a cow, you cannot have a, a stone cow. It only it reminds you of the science. Like Nandi the bull reminds us of the science. But you can't worship the cow. It is there to remind us a reminder of, of who you are and a reminder of the axe that is very, your magnetic poles that are important to you. That's what Nandi the bull is there for. But if you worship it, then it means nothing. So the people of the Middle East started believing in these cows and in these stones and these stone idols, but they forgot the science behind it. And as a result of this, uh, you know, they forgot alignment, they forgot the science, they forgot there was violence, violence. But violence is not just one person because if you believe in some God and some creator and say, Jesus Christ, my Lord, and save it 10,000 times, it's not going to change. You have to align, you have to know the magnetic poles, my dear friend. And these people eventually uh, fought, 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 and out of this fighting became three religions, three uh Three feudal groups who also continued fighting. They didn't stop because they didn't invent anything. They did not invent something new. They just invent, wrote some books that said, pray and you'll be going to heaven and pray you'll be at peace. But they never were at peace because 3,000 years you've only had bloodshed. It's not got better. It's got worse. But they believe that they are, they, they are so indoctrinated. They believe that they've got the full God and the only God and everything else and everyone and and everyone else is pagan. But that concept of pagan came from the Middle East only because these, this civilization disappeared and the people who came back to live and readapt to this land started building stone idols and believing in the idols instead of believing in the science, understanding the science behind them. Uh, and that was the problem. But just to go back quickly, an idol, why did they have idols? Why was the idol very important? People say, oh, you should give up idol. No, the idol is the most important thing in the world. Remember that you give up the idol, you are, uh, you are over and you will become an ignorant person. You will become absolutely ignorant and this planet will go to hell like the Abrahamic religions, why? Because the idol was made up of a, a specific stone, a specific stone material. If you see the ancient temples, they're made of a stone. They're not made of these modern-day multis with these dust and clay and things like that to make money. They were built of specific stone. The, the reason behind it is when you chant the mantras on the stone, on the lingam, on, uh, you see the lingams in, in different in different areas of Indian ancient civilization, in the Cham, in, in uh, Vietnam, uh, you, see, you, you see these lingams and they're made of the stone. When you recite mantras, a mantra is a combination of syllables with magnetic resonance. When you chant the mantras, the mantras, the syllables hit the, the stone 
and rebounds into you. Okay, once it rebounds into you, the the um, the, the force at which it rebounds into you, it breaks open your chakras in your body. Okay, it breaks open your chakras because through life we are going on our journey of life. We accumulate dirt, we accumulate dust. We our chakras get knotted up, and that's why we get sick because our chakras are hurt, our chakras are weak, and you have to break open the knots of your chakra. Breaking open the knots of your chakra requires magnetic resonance because we are magnetic field. So you hit, you chant the mantras with electric, with uh, electric, electromagnetic resonance at a certain rhythm and at a certain scale. Uh, the ancient pundits knew that. They hit the stone, the stone, the lingam, the lingam, it then rebounds into you at the speed which breaks open the chakra. Once the chakras are broken open and then slowly the energy starts flowing, you give the person water, mineral water, okay? Uh, we, that's why we have these tanks, with these lakes around the temples, you know, these ancient step wells. Those step wells had a reason. There were mineral water in that. Uh, and that mineral water you give the person, those mineral water had about 360 um, minerals which would cure all your diseases, all would cure about, sorry, had minerals that would cure about 360 ailments in your body and you would get healed. That's what the healing was. You have the mineral water, okay, from that uh, tank and, and go to your body. But even if you have it in your body and your chakras are healed, it's not going to go completely to your body because your chakras are knotted, sorry. The chakras are knotted, knotted, and it, you're not going to heal. That's why we have so many people dying during COVID because your chakras are broken. People who were weak died because the chakras that you have are broken. You have to break open the chakras. For that, you need re magnetic resonance. You hit the stone, you hit the lingam with these mantras, and it breaks it open. Today, they do it in hospitals, but you need these expensive machines. What they did in the ho and they do in the hospitals now with magnetic resonance, our ancients did it with a lingam. And that's why they needed the stone. And But you need a specific type of stone. You can't have any type of cock and bull stone over there. Uh, which people modern day don't know. They build multis of these clay and it's absolutely ridiculous. It means absolutely nothing. Uh, but that was what the idol was. They forgot about it because this area that was had a civilization went into desert. And so they forgot about it. And from that concept, they started building stones and dancing around it and praying to it. And from then, from there, you got the um, Abrahamic religions that believe that if you pray to some um, god that doesn't in the sky that you don't see uh, blind faith, you can say anything and do anything, and he'll take you to heaven. Pray twenty-five times a day and say ten Hail Marys and five Our Fathers and and some prayers, and you'll go to heaven. Uh, there's no heaven, there's no hell. It's even worse than, than dancing around stones. Uh, believe me, it's just useless. Uh, did it, believed it, and I know that it doesn't work. So uh, everyone is this current in the wave. The wave will come to an end. And one day that this ignorance will also come to an end. And I apologize for those who still believe in it. But uh, it's not scientific, okay? We are a sci scientific cosmos we are cosmic energy you have to understand the cosmos how it works to understand who you are and i hope this gives you a little help into that um, so i talked to you about pagans i talked to you about idolaters i talked to you about christianity that yes they still believe that hindus are pagans idolaters that we're all going to hell and the goal of christianity is and the mission of christianity is to convert everyone on the indian subcontinent and get them to sub submit in total authority to the church who is who will then form the state and who will take control of uh, the land from the pagan hindus and that is the goal of the church and that is also the goal of islamic ideo uh, ideology and unfortunately they've been trying this for the last 2000 or 1300 2000 years but it's never worked because india is the only land that never submitted to abrahamic ignorance why because india had the knowledge India had knowledge way beyond these Abrahamic religions. They know how to, um, they know how to deal with it. They never lost their civilization, but the Abrahamic Middle Eastern areas lost their civilization, and so they lost their knowledge. If you have the knowledge, 
you cannot lose because of knowledge is power and that's why we're spreading knowledge knowledge heals knowledge connects knowledge empowers you and we can resurrect this vedic civilization yes we can we can be better we can heal and we can heal the world so it's important to keep that in your mind my dear friends i hope you had a great day i hope you understood what i i was saying um I was thinking, I, I started, like I said, I started a new channel called the Ex-Christian from India channel. I haven't posted anything on it, but I will have live shows um, to talk to every one of you uh, via Facebook on that so that we can we can talk and ask you any questions on, on topics that I've talked about or any questions you have. In the meanwhile, please share this with your friends, your family, your social media groups. Share it with anyone and anyone you know because we need to talk, we need to connect the dots, we need to resurrect our, uh, our civilization, we need to heal, very important to heal. Stop the turbulence, stop the violence in your homes. And you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets. And you will stop the violence in your borders. So please share this with your friends, your families, uh, social media groups. Talk about it. Discuss it. Write about it. Understand the junctions. Research, research, research. And you will heal. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. And see you tomorrow. Cheers and stay safe.